Hi, everybody. This is Jenna Schneider with She Leads Her Life podcast. I am so excited to have Kim Fitzpatrick here today. We are going to have an uplifting conversation. I just know it. I have followed her on IG for a long time, and she always brings such positive energy and light to those that she leads. We're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about morning routine. And I know she is just going to gift you with a ton of wisdom and it's a blessing to have her here today. So I'm going to kick it over to Kim and welcome to the show, Kim. I'm so happy to have you here. If you could go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners, I know they would love to hear where you're coming from. Oh, I love that. First of all, Jenna, thank you so much for this opportunity. It is such an honor to be here and be on this podcast with you um, as one of your guests. So I appreciate that. Uh, my name is Kim Fitzpatrick. I am a mama of two, Colby and Tessa. I am hopelessly in love with my husband. His name is Jamie Fitzpatrick. He is one of my best, very best friends. He's also my business partner of two businesses that we run. Um, and we spend probably the most time together than anybody humanly wants to, <laughs> not even in a pandemic, but also by choice. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, we have a dog that we rescued. Her name is Clementine. She is a pot cake from St. Lucia. She is highly anxious and thinks that she's also a ferocious dog, um, but really she's just super scared of anything and everything. Uh, I run the online businesses I run. I am an online health and wellness coach uh, and business leader and mentor people in their business and developing their businesses. It is a global company. And I also am the founder of Legacy by Kim, which is a, head, a headband line um, with a component for giving back to women that are walking through cancer. Mm, I love, love, love your story behind legacy that you've shared through social media. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about the story behind legacy and where they can find information and the products that your company is selling? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, the, the, the story behind Legacy starts actually with my own personal story. Um, I guess it starts with my legacy, my mom's legacy, um, that the person that went before me, really. Um, so when I, was, when I was in utero with my mom, my, my mom, Carol, her cancer came back. So she was in remission. She had two baby girls, uh, married to my dad. Uh, she was young. And she, they tried for a third baby and here, along I was, along I, along I came. Mm -hmm. um, and at that same time, her cancer also had come back and the doctors had given both my parents a, a tough choice saying that you either need to abort the baby that is in utero right now and proceed with chemo treatment and really start to deal with what's happening for you in your body or the alternative is to keep the baby and we see what happens when she arrives. Mm -hmm. Um, so they chose the latter and, you know, I'm thankful for that, but my mom also never came back out of the hospital when I was born and my mom passed away 11 months, um, on remembrance day. So in, in Canada and in, it's, it's the day that you honor people that sacrificed for you in, in the war and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and really those, those soldiers. And I look at her as so much of a hero. I, I look at her as so much of a soldier that walked through so much in her short 32 years of life, um, having to make such a 
a, a sacrifice for who knew what would happen in the outcome. Um, so, so uh, there's that, um, part of my story. Um, really that was the impetus for my life and my life of me trying to find my footing and how I belonged. My dad did remarry. Um, I would love to say that it was a fairy tale for me, um, but it wasn't at all. Um, you know, we have five and there's five of siblings or five kids in the family. My dad did remarry. Um, they did have two others uh, in addition to the three that my parents had uh, before my mom passed. And I love my siblings more than life itself. Like they are just brilliant, amazing. They are the reason I know why this was all supposed to happen because of the relationships we have today. Now, if you told me that... <laughs> 39 years ago, I'd be like, whatever, they're awful, you know, um, and we all kind of lived our life. But for me in particular, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't feel a lot of the love that I believed that I needed um, or that I wanted and that I was craving. So I was left feeling really out of sorts, just, you know, always feeling like I was wrong. I was too loud. I was too, too much, too, too this, too that, just silenced and suffocated and stuffed down and I, like I can I can feel the feeling of it even talking because it was it's something I actively have to walk through today as I curate my legacy today to not go ever back there mm. so so that was part of my so I had one part of my legacy story is in utero which was in pain it was in difficult my mom was not well um, I was brought into this world in uh, you know, in a place where it was sad, a grief, uh, trauma, um, you know, so from infancy, I actually had PTSD, which was an undiagnosed um, issue and anxiety, which I didn't realize a lot of the stuff I walked through growing up was misdiagnosed yeah. trauma and grief yeah. and Absolutely. Oh, like, uh -huh. <laughs> hello, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, so there was that. And so really, as I walked into my 20s, my 30s, you know, I started to really understand my life purpose is not this mess. It's not this anxiety. It is not my trauma. It is not this story. It is not searching for love for people that maybe aren't the ones that are supposed to be filling me up with that love. Mm -hmm. And maybe this was exactly what was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. My mama had to go so I could grow. Mm. And if I was here, I better start living intentionally and on purpose. Mm -hmm. And that really started happening into my twenties and more so at for sure when I had my children and I started the, so, so her grandbabies, mm -hmm. you know, these lights that actually was when the healing really started mm -hmm. because I started to realize the quality of love I had to give that was still on me. I, it was yeah. in me. I had that. So when I started to parent my children, I also started to parent myself. And when I started to parent myself, the healing just yeah. went and rolled and feels beautiful. And it's messy, just like parenting. <laughs> and it's hard, just like parenting. Yeah. And, but I'm here for it, right? Yeah. And I, can, I really try to align that story to this healing journey that has also just evoked so much love, which is so much a part of my legacy mm. and so much light versus the darkness which is such a part of my legacy. And on my mom's headstone, it reads, she, she shared her smiles and consoled her tears. Mm -hmm. And I believe in that, I read that sentence almost every single week of my life because I've gone to see my mom, you know, when I'm, when I'm here. Um, and I just can put my hands on the grass and just say, thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, thank you for sacrificing. I'm, not, I'm gonna do you proud. And I believe that I have two legacies to live. 
And that's where legacy came out of. I've been a, a I love fashion. I love my hair and doing fun, cool things with my hair and having headbands on and, you know, whether I used to wear a headband or have a feather in my hair or a pink strip or a braid, like you can always find me trying to be more of that expression with my hair. So when I found this idea for headbands, I was like, gosh, what I wouldn't give to be able to have, whether it be a headband line or like a fashion line, that's mine, but I could also make it have such purpose and meaning and impact and giving back. And that's where Q Legacy came in. So from the beginning of it, it was a give back component really initiated by my mom who also loved fashion. She loved squishing her feet into boots that didn't fit her. She always looked phenomenal. My grandmother, my grandma Colby, my son's name is Colby, her mom. So she helped to raise me while she was in the hospital. And really there were so many community members that helped to raise me. You know, so many women of my mom's church raised me while she was sick. And I still get stopped on the street today saying, I know your mom. Mm -hmm. I knew your mom. And those are the universal fist bumps to say, keep going. Like if this beautiful woman at 32 years of age left such an impact in this world for her faith, in her grace, in her ability to pivot when things got so hard and my goodness, like my oldest sister has special needs and she had to handle all that in a time that it was not okay. She went to her grave thinking that she did something wrong with parenting her first child because, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so those are the things that this strong woman that I know knows now, I know she's there with us. I know that she knows Kelly just needed extra help, Mm -hmm. all those things. But imagine being that woman at 32 years of age, not being able to go back home. And I just, for me, I'm never, I just, I know I can do more. And I think about that a lot. And that's where this came from, for me. So every one of our headbands has a name and the name is deeply rooted in purpose. So it, you know, whether it be, so our recent collection was, you know, root her on impact, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there's so many different ones, live your wildest dream, Mm -hmm. you know, be you like, so that the bands become this, like almost like this pseudo armor or the pseudo shield to be able to say, I've got this, whether you're wearing it out at night, you know, whether or not you are wearing it to work out and sweat and move your body that will help you live a better life. Um, you know, whatever that looks like for you, we're also partnering with uh, hair cloth clinic in Canada. Um, so that's another thing that's new and up and coming truly you are really honored with that. So these are women that are suffering with hair loss that need to want to feel beautiful. And this is just an extension of what we can do. So not only do we donate a band, so we have a gift to headband program with legacy where anyone at any time can gift a headband to someone that's walking through cancer treatment. We take care of the band, we send it. Um, and now we'll be able to do a little bit more of that with women that are walking through hair loss and different things that are happening with them in their lives. So the impact piece is huge for us. It is not just a headband line. This is a brand that talks about community. I always say I, was, I felt like I was raised in community. So I feel like it's my part of my legacy and my impact and my purpose in this world to create and build and cultivate community. And I believe that both my brands intersect, whether it be the health and wellness business and the clients I serve or the business owners that I help to mentor, to build businesses, to make impact, or whether it be legacy, they all intersect, intersect in my brand and vision and mission for this life. Mm, that's so beautiful, Kim. And thank you for sharing that story about your mom 
um, I can only think that her strength only passed on to you because that story in itself and that passion that you share is truly incredible. You talked a little bit about being too much, hmm. right? And I know as a coach and a leader of a team that I've been told my whole life, sometimes, sometimes you can just be a little much, right? Or too much, right? Tell me a little bit about that, the too much. And how do you think that actually has served you? And how has that become your, I like to say, how is that too much your superhero now? Mm, I love that. Um, oh, that's such a, it's such a beautiful way that you frame that. I, I really love that, Jenna. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of my time embarrassed of my too much. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time feeling really crappy. Um, when I was told I was too much, I rem- <laughs> I remember walking into one of my friend's offices at our work. I used to work in retirement living, corporate world, senior living. I was at one point, my role was like the cruise director for seniors, which is so <laughs> fitting, so fitting for me. I was like, what are we going to do today? And like the whole place would be shaking. Um, it was amazing. But, but I looked at them and I was just like, I was so angry because I was like, ah, how can this affect me so much in my Mm thirties? How can I get defensive and feel insecure and insignificant? And how can that take my breath away in my thirties? Like what? Mm -hmm. So this was like early thirties, if I'm honest with you, Mm -hmm. because if someone were to say to me, I'm too much, I'm going to, I just say, I'm going to pray for you. Hundred percent. I'm going to pray for you right now because that means that whether or not my light is a lot for you, you can't handle my bubbly personality mm-hmm. because there's a reason. Mm-hmm. There is a reason. And one of the things that I found really interesting, um, you know, I'm a very much a researcher at heart mm-hmm. and I was listening to, I will never pronounce her name properly. It's Dr. Shafalt. To Fally. Uh, it's Fally. She's the, mm-hmm. Yes, she's yes. the author of um, Conscious Parenting. Yes. And I remember her saying something that helped me. And so from a child, I was always told I was too much, right? Mm-hmm. But what she said was when someone, a child specifically, is acting out or rearing their feet, stomping their feet, they know that something's not right mm-hmm. and they're going to talk it out. So what's ironic for that, whenever I've been told I'm too much, I'm too loud, it's when I've shared an opinion or a fact that goes against the grain. It's when I've showed up authentically as myself, mm-hmm. even through COVID, mm-hmm. even after my husband had a heart attack, mm-hmm. even after I have walked through double layered of PTSD. Because mm-hmm. what's my other alternative? to be shitty and lay, excuse my language, but let's no, yeah. that out, but like lay under underneath a weighted blanket. Like what is, cause I felt that way. I can let the weight of the world and people's opinions and people telling me I'm too much. I'm big. That, and that is just, it makes me feel sick to even talk about it because that is not my problem. Mm-hmm. It is not my problem that you think I'm too much for you. There is an unfollow block mute button for a reason. And I wish you well, and I love on you, but I will tell you, I have X'd people out of my lives, my life, our life, my kid's life, because they are not aligned. Mm -hmm. 
with where we want to go. And, and that's okay. I think everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And one of the things I also really love to, to kind of dovetail this and tack this together is Danielle Laporte. Danielle Laporte has this beautiful analogy. It's, it's called awakened vulnerability. So awake vulnerability and naive vulnerability. And what I used to think, I probably did show up in some naive vulnerability in my early years where I was insecure, not so assured, not so really just knowing when to let things go and Mm. give grace. You know, I think that's, there's an important difference in trying to be right and also just maybe sharing an objective opinion, giving other people to hold space for theirs as well. Um, So what I loved about this, this is really when I started to shift being like, listen, like, I just wish everybody well. I come from a place of really great intentions always. And I always try to share what I've learned versus what I know. Mm-hmm. And how I learned that was through Danielle Laporte. And she said, naive vulnerability is when people show up, they're like, I am great. I'm go-. And we see this in social media, right? We see this in social media. We see this in people coming in. Everything's perfect. I'm amazing. This is how you do that, right? And it's this perfectly curated, all the things. I'm going to say everything. Everyone's going to love me. This is going to resonate with everybody. This is it. That's showing up in naive vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awake vulnerability is not everyone's going to like this. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to be okay with this. Mm-hmm. This will not serve everyone, mm-hmm. but it is my truth. It is how I feel and it is aligned with who I am mm-hmm. and I'm going to show up anyway. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to like it and some people were going to love them and release them. Mm-hmm. And that's my motto. That's my motto because for the thousand women I serve Mm. to the one that's really frustrated, that one always comes back and says, like, I I wasn't ready. I couldn't, I I had, I couldn't even handle how happy you were. Your husband just had a heart attack. How are you? Okay. How am I not? I have two children. I have to show a path for, what am I supposed to do? Mm. Like, and he's here. So we're okay. Thank goodness. Right. Strength. That's what that is. That is strength. In the midst of chaos. And that's even harder to show up with a smile on your face in the midst of chaos. Mm-hmm. I resonate with that and I connect with that so much. I often tell the clients that I coach one on one through Jenna Schneider coaching the bless and release, right? You bless them, you release them, you bless them, you release them. Because we hold on to that in our society. When were we taught to be everyone's cup of tea? We were never meant to be everybody's cup of tea. God made us with all different strengths and personalities. We all look different. We all like different things. How are we supposed to have everybody like us? We're not. We're not everybody's cup of tea. And so thank you for sharing that. That's so beautiful. And to just show up and be authentically Mm -hmm. us. And I also think I am in my mid-30s, mid to late 30s as well. Isn't it amazing getting older? Can we just have a moment of, you know, the girls that I coached at UW who are in their early 20s, I love them. They are like family to me. And I tell them all the time, you guys, I promise it gets even better. Yeah. Relationships get better. Yes. Friendships get better. 
everything else gets better. Yeah. You know I mean, like everything yes. gets better. It's so true. And so yeah. I know everyone says like college are the best years of your life. I just always tell them, no, 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 no. Like I want you to have fun now, but I promise you all those things only get better along the journey. Amen. And, right? and the other, I agree. And the other thing I would say that's been a huge change for me is my faith. So even just kind of surrendering, um, every day I find I'm just saying, I surrender. I just surrender. I'm, I, this is not my plan. Like I'm going to listen. I am, I am on assignment and I got this. And that has been so freeing because the resistance I used to feel trying to achieve this goal, this shiny, whatever it was, maybe that was something better that was there for you but you get so fixed on this thing. And that's another thing that I've really found has shifted for me as I've aged mm -hmm. is giving it up. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, I forgot how to play for a long time and that's been a goal. You know, that was one of my goals at the beginning of 2019 and then 2019 decided to just, <laughs> you know, happen. And then there's 2020 and I was like, well, I might as well just play through this chaos because the chaos won't stop happening in our lives for us on purpose so that we can climb the mountain we're supposed to climb and do it gracefully. You know, like I just, and do it with joy and with play and with, and with, and with wonder. And, you know, so what I've really been working hard on is putting that, that child sense like wonder back in, because if I'm honest with you, I think that was a little bit robbed from me when I was younger and I'm back. And I'm okay to make this not hardened. I think a lot of us get hardened by what we experience and we blame our parents. Listen, like I've been very open that I do not have a close relationship with my earthly parents. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. They did their part, but I don't have yeah. parents. But so, and that's okay. I have so many other mentors. I have so many other pillars. I have the big guy. I've got faith. I've got my kids. I've got... You don't, but we rely on those past hurts and, and we have to be the ones to manage our expectations, whether or not you show up for Thanksgiving dinner, if it doesn't serve you, create your own traditions that are better. So Absolutely. those are some of the things that have been really powerful for me in my healing journey, mm -hmm. um, that have helped me also handle the too much, too emotional. Mm -hmm. I don't put myself in those situations, mm -hmm. um, with a couple people that I don't need to, mm -hmm. you know, my aunts, my extended family, I'm all there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but it's like there's a couple that just things of, that I just need to honor and guard, and I think that's something that you need to feel okay with. And you know, knowing the chance that someone may hear this podcast, that it might, I I'm gonna still show up and be my truth and and show up in my awake vulnerability. That is so beautiful. And what I'm hearing from you is you are taking all your past traumas, Kim, and you are turning them into a purpose and a vision and strengths. And not only that, you're passing, you're, you're retelling the story. You're switching the story up for your children. Mm -hmm. mm, yes. Uh, it's, and me, like, it's so fun, you know, like life only started getting fun probably, you know, I, I would say to I did not do a good job at this until what happened for us on October 27th happened. So I think that was a bit of a, a pivotal time to shift because I had such a, a crazy experience, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I also think all of those things that you talk about 
combined is what makes you an amazing leader. And I know you are just from the talks that I've heard you talk about. Let's shift a little bit and talk about leadership. I would love to hear what do you believe and what do you think makes up a great leader? Oh, I love leadership. And if all of you, okay, we can geek out on this all day. If, to all of you listening to Jenna's podcast right now, if you could see us, we are, I just, I just, I just clenched up my fists. I shrugged up my shoulders. I shrunk on down and like basically did this like emoji of cheer. Okay. So let's just talk about leadership. Honestly, yeah. I, I love leadership. I, I think I was born a leader. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I know that there's that whole thing saying, are you born or are you built? Mm -hmm. I swear I came out of the womb being a leader because I had yep. to be. Yep. I think it was just placed in my life. And then I had to learn how to be a leader, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So there's a Absolutely. difference between yep. being a leader, having the skills of a leader, and executing as a leader. 100%. They're gifts, right? So, so I have been a lifelong learner my entire life. I started personal development at the age of 15. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would be listening to so many like Wayne Dyer, like you name it. I've, I've listened to it. I've read it. I've consumed it. I've, I've gone to conferences. I am a personal growth junkie. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish we could combine our libraries. Oh man. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> I, I like, I can't wait like to just continue these conversations because yeah. it's so fun. And I think for me, what really defines leadership is a couple things. So there are a lot, obviously, Stephen Covey, John Mack, there are so many absolute powerhouse leaders in this, in this world and visionaries and many that have passed before us. Um, and I rely on them. I rely on their teachings every single day to be showing up the way I'm supposed to be showing up. And one of the things that I will say is, is a philosophy and a type of leadership I love is servant leadership. I've been a servant leader my entire life. I've always been a person that wants to serve. And I've always thought about contribution. Contribution service to me is success. So the more that I can contribute, the more that I can serve, the more that I can show up and lead also myself, like because I believe you can't lead your, you can't lead others if you're not leaving, leading yourself and taking care of yourself and having positive self-talk. And those are ongoing daily things you'll need to work and finesse, but that's leadership. It's getting up earlier before everyone else does. It's getting up at five and pouring into yourself for that hour before, you know, the email inbox gets you and the messengers get you. Does every morning perfect? No. Not yet for me, um, but I'm working hard to continue to reset those clocks of, you know, the, the, past, the past traumas that muddle sometimes my leadership capabilities. So for me, leadership is, it's kind of simple. Uh, I, I love servant leadership. I believe that leadership is absolutely something that's developed. I think that leadership is an influence and it's something that's inside all of us. It doesn't mean that you are not capable or not uh, equipped to lead if you are quieter or more soft-spoken. Leadership, I don't believe, discriminates. 
I think that you can have power in your actions just as much as your words. Um, I think that in terms of leadership, that is what you do each day. How you model for your children is leadership. How you model for your team is leadership. How you respond to a situation is leadership. If you decide to engage in the water cooler talk and belittle versus walking away and elevating another person, that's your leadership. Every single minute of every single day requires you to either step into your leadership or not. And that's what I believe. You are either acting in accordance with the values you believe as a leader or you are not. And you continuously get to be able to check and balance like a checkerboard each day. How did I show up as a leader today? And there's three questions I ask myself before I go to bed. Number one, how well did I serve today? Number two, would I have joined your team today? So if, if, if I'm the leader, would I have joined your team? How you showed up in your actions, in your priorities, in how you responded, in how all those things. And then the last thing I say to myself is I say, could you have given a fingernail more? Because if I had given a fingernail more, I wouldn't have been the leader that I meant to be and that I'm talking about because leadership is hard work and it's showing up and it's getting things done before you call it a day. Mm -hmm. And that's what I believe is some of those pillars in leadership. Mm -hmm. So good, Kim. And I'm just sitting here. I wish our audience, I'm just like voraciously nodding my head. Yes, yes, yes. To all of this. And I know a lot of the past um, girls that I've coached, we've had these conversations before and you just said it so eloquently and just right on. Um, and it's also talking about being aligned with your purpose, but then also I loved how you went back and you reflect every night. Leadership is about reflecting. How can I improve? Um, how can I serve those, um, that I lead better. If there is a message that you could tell those that you lead, what would it be? What it, is, there, is there something that you've learned that you would want to pass on as a legacy to those that you lead? Is there a message? Something you wish you would have known? It, so, I, so something just came in my head, which means it was like told to me. Mm -hmm. I, and I say this a lot, it's on its way. It's on its way. Mm -hmm. So that it's odd, but that's the message mm -hmm. I hear a lot. It's on its way. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm true to doing the things that I need to do to move my life forward, mm -hmm. everything that I'm dreaming about, everything that I'm working towards that, 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 that vision of the life I have where I live in this ease and abundance and grace and fluidity, mm -hmm. it's on its way. Mm -hmm. But you have to be prepared to put the work in, in order to receive what you're asking for. And the other thing that I love to say is when things get hard, remember you prayed for these days. Mm -hmm. And when you remember where you were, I prayed for this day. Mm -hmm. I I prayed for a beautifully full inbox. I prayed for women I could serve. I prayed to have these children that interrupt me, that I get to pause <laughs> and because we're in COVID and there's no school and we need to pivot. Mm -hmm. And when there's pivot, there's also a pause in that pivot. 
And when you can assess and you can reflect and you can remember, it's on its way. I believe you can accomplish anything. But if you're stressed and you're frustrated and you're just getting things done and you're, you won't have time to do that because you're so busy and frustrated and angry. And I used to operate out of those feelings Mm -hmm. before I had healed. Mm -hmm. So I can speak to that, that anxiety, that pressure, that resistance. I've felt that. Mm -hmm. And that's because I wasn't taking time to meditate. I wasn't taking time to move my body. I wasn't drinking enough water. I wasn't sleeping enough. There are things that are, when you are leading yourself well first, other things will flow. But if you feel and you're listening to this, you've got anxiety, you've got pressure, you've got this long list, stop Mm -hmm. and breathe for four long breaths. Mm -hmm. Bring your shoulders down from up around your ears and repeat, I got this. Mm -hmm. There is enough time in this day to accomplish everything that must be done. Mm Because when you focus on what must be done, the things that would be nice to be done will be done tomorrow. But you got to prioritize your own leadership. And if you have it, and like I have to work on this every day. The way our home is now in living in a lot more peace was not even like this even 15 months ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for the work, which is a daily work. And that's what my message is. It's on its way, but you have to work hard at what it is, what is on its way. Mm-hmm. And that starts with you. Mm-hmm. You have to start your leadership, leadership, success. Everything starts with you first. That. I could talk with you all day long and I swear we're going to have to do a part two a couple of months down the road because I know our listeners and I know I'm going to get inundated with messages saying, wait, 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 that wasn't long enough. I want her to come back on. I have more questions. And so thank you so much for sharing your heart, your vulnerability, your authenticity. I think it's what many of our listeners needed to hear today and Thank you for coming um, as your true self, because there are many people in this world that don't show up as their true selves. And that is what makes you such a beautiful leader. And so thank you for sharing your story. And where can our listeners find you, Kim? You can find me at um, on Instagram at Kim underscore M underscore Fitzpatrick. You can find Legacy by Kim at Legacy by Kim. You can find us at www.legacybykim.com or you can find me over on Facebook at Kim Fitzpatrick or on our website at Jamie and Kim Fitzpatrick fitness.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by www.jennaschneidercoaching.com and please follow us at She Leads Her Life on Instagram and just sending a lot of positive energy and light to all our listeners out there and we will see you back here next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.